Hello, and welcome back to Tapping Into Crypto, the podcast for all things cryptocurrency, whether you're a beginner, a Bitcoin veteran, or just crypto curious. This week, Ted Coldrake is on the couch down at NFT Fest with some incredible guests to talk about all things NFT. We've got some familiar faces, Mark Monford from the Australian DeFi Association, Ben Simpson from Collective Shift, who have both been on the pod before. We also have the team behind Nouns Down. Now, if you haven't heard of this project, it is absolutely incredible. We talk about what it is and what's to come in the future for them. Sarah May, who is the CMO from Run It Wild, and a project you may have heard of but don't know is Australia-based, and that is Lazy Lions. We've got Asha from the team there unpacking what it is and how their involvement in the space has come to be. So a really interesting episode, guys. Let's dive in. All righty. Well, look at this, a familiar face. Who do we have here? Mark, aka Captain DeFi from the Oz DeFi Association and Not Centralized. That's exactly right. Uh, you might recognize Mark. Mark's been on the on the potty before. So it's exciting. Yeah, with Alicia. So unfortunately, the host isn't as pretty this time, but you know, we're here interviewing people at NFT Fest. So first of all, Mark, um, what brings you to NFT Fest in Melbourne? First of all, it's been the community that's uh, driven me to be here. We ran our Oz DeFi Association as one of the pre-parties for NFT Fest, but it's also NFTs itself and just hearing all the talks because it's not just about the art, but there's also the legal aspects. There's the real-world utility of NFTs. So all of that is bringing me here. Absolutely, absolutely. And what would you say to people who say NFTs are dead? Oh, well, I mean... If you just look at the volumes alone, yeah, you might think that that's the case, but volumes in terms of dollars has dropped, but there's still a lot of people using it in terms of the day-to-day. So there's a misnomer that NFTs have dropped to zero because there's still a lot of use cases out there for them. And as we go into 2023, I think we're going to see a lot more unlocks with music and sports and even invoices as NFTs. And what that unlocks for business is going to be amazing. That's why we've got the payments people here. That's why we've got the legal folks here because people ask like, why are lawyers here? And it's like, because there is so much more that is going to be coming as part of our everyday lives. So, Yeah, absolutely. And I think case in point, NFT Fest, it's absolutely jam-packed in here. You know, there's people from all different spaces. So it's just, it's exciting to see and in the bear market, even better. So uh, I guess last question I have for you today is 10 years time, how does the general public see NFTs? They're not even going to think about NFTs as like, oh, it's just this funny kind of thing because they're going to be using it day to day. Either it's going to have the same name because we don't talk about Instagram as Web 2. It's only being in Web 3 that we talk about that. It's just the social media. So whatever people are doing, it's just going to be blockchain tech that is driving it. And they're just going to do their day-to-day things. It'll be like the new form of social media or whatever it is, like the decentralized YouTube. They won't even think about it. They'll just use the tech and it will power their, like, you know, they'll do work on like blockchain and stuff. And then on the weekend, their kids play sport and win an NFT prize as something along with maybe a physical trophy. It's just going to be part and parcel of everyday life. Yeah, absolutely. I think the messages that I've been hearing around the fest today is that we want to get past the word NFT. Like if the general population is going to adopt this, it's just going to be part of our everyday lives. And, and people aren't even going to know that they own or are interacting with NFTs but they are and they are interacting with blockchain technology. So I think we still got a fair while to go before we get there. 
But just, you know, today as an example is is a great step in the right direction, I'd say. But yeah, thanks, Mark, for coming on and having a quick chat with us. Thanks very much for having me and uh, all the best. All righty, we're back with Gami. Gami, nice to have you on. Um, do you have a spare pair of those glasses by any chance? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. Um, here you go. <laughs> all right, now we're, we're ready to get started with the interview. Um, so, Gami, tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, what's your project? So, I'm from Nounsdow. Um, I'm Noun189 and 401. I'm also the founder of Nasdow, which is an offshoot of Nouns, but we can explain that later. <laughs> it's pretty complicated. Let's get into it. So, yeah, what brings you to NFT Fest in Melbourne? So, Nouns uh, is a title sponsor of the event. So, we um, did a DAO proposal, voted as a community to fund that. And we've also been a sponsor as uh, NAS. So we're doing a couple of panel discussions over the next couple of days. Lovely. A lot going on. Yeah. So I guess a general question for you before we get into nouns is what are the most exciting use cases you're seeing from NFTs in the current day? Uh, The most exciting thing for me is DAO governance and coordination. So we're using NFTs as votes on our treasury. And then we use our treasury to fund different public goods and awareness campaigns and stuff like that. Pretty much DAO stuff, really. (laughs) Yeah, great. So what would you say to someone who's just getting into the NFT space? How do they get involved with Nouns? Yeah, to get involved with Nouns, a lot of people have this common misconception that it's very like exclusive because Nouns NFTs uh, sell from anywhere from 35 ETH up to 613 ETH, which was the highest of our daily auctions. But the truth is we're actually very inclusive. So we'll fund anyone with any project as long as it sort of fits in with our vision and our mission. And uh, to get involved, you can just go to nouns.wtf or nouns.center and you'll find out all the information on how to get funded. Any sorts of projects that are sort of public goods, protocols on Ethereum, community engagement stuff and just anything that sort of spreads good vibes really. Yeah, awesome. And last question for you today is how do you see nouns fitting into the NFT space, particularly in Australia, as we kind of this adoption curve heads, you know, up and to the right? Yeah, I guess like I'd use my own example where I've actually forked nouns. So all of the things that we build at nouns are open source and all the artwork and content is uh, CC0, so in the public domain. And so because of that, I was able to be funded by Nouns to actually fork Nouns and focus on my subculture, which is skateboarding and extreme sports. And so we're doing all these public goods funding events where we refurbish skate parks in developing countries and donate skateboards to kids. And then they create awesome content and we share those stories. So I guess in terms of the Australian scene, we've set up uh, Nouns Australia, which is Nouns AU on Twitter. And I guess our focus is to sort of bring the possibilities of nouns onshore to Australia and educate people how they can tap into our 30,000 ETH treasury. Awesome, mate. Uh, Well, I'll be keeping a keen eye out for nouns, in particular in Australia. So, mate, I appreciate you coming on um, and I'll see you around the event. Well, this is exciting. I'm here with the uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Ben Simpson from Collective Shift. How are you, mate? Good, man. That's a big that's a big rap. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, we had you on last week, so I feel like I needed to, you know, up the ante a little bit, mate. So, NFT Fest in Melbourne. What do you reckon? It's awesome, man. They um, they sold out the event. It's good to have it in my, of course, in Kilda, my second hometown. Um, so I used to live just down the road. So it's awesome to see everyone here and 
it's nice to feel normal amongst crypto people. You know, I think sometimes we tend to be unnormal people outside uh, the crypto world, so it's good. And I think NFT, first what Greg's done to bring it in real life, it's been, uh, it's been epic. The venue's great, and he's got some epic speakers, so it's, yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, man, it's awesome to see. I mean, we're in a bear market right now, but the place is absolutely pumping, so it's pretty incredible. Um, obviously, the SwiftX team is down from Melbourne, um, so yeah, everything's happening. You know, it's an exciting event. But yeah, I was going to talk to you about, there's a few exciting projects that you're working on. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So one of the better projects I'm seeing right now, anything with utility, I I love, you know, uh, utility with the aspect of not just being artwork or just being like a PFP, but something that gives you real world utility of access. So one of the projects where Collective Shift are looking to work with soon is the Australian Open NFT, the AO ball, um, where you know it gets you access to a, a piece of a section on the on the court, and then it's you know looking to give you other benefits like you know it might be merchandise or might be cheaper tickets to the game and things like that. So you know anything that's like giving you real world access through that NFT is, is sort of what a lot of people don't understand. We're not when you're not in the NFT space, like people are still saying it's like the Reikley JPEG, it's like this image, it's not worth anything. It's not about that. It's not about what it looks like. It's about what it gives you access to. And that's what that's what I'm you know, liking about the, some of the newer projects coming in. Yeah, mate. I mean, like just going back to last year and, and looking how that NFT artball project succeeded, I'm expecting big things for next year. So exciting times. One question I have for you is, what are the biggest barriers you see for NFTs? I think uh, just NFTs and broader crypto is still the the user experience. And I think just the lack of understanding from the space, like even from having to go in and, you know, whether it be buy Ethereum, get a MetaMask, store that, you know, NFT, it's still quite difficult. So I think there's a lot of work to be done in terms of the onboarding experience. Uh, and then also just broadly communicating the value of those NFTs. Like I, I think we're going to see this bear market prolonged. I think a lot of the NFTs are probably going to die and the collections, are, a lot of them are going to go to zero. They're going to run out of runway. They're going to run out of like revenue and community. So I think communicating the value of those NFTs and taking away the technology layer, like no one gives a crap that they're called NFTs. Was it the World Cup cricket the other day and they had their, you know, World Cup cricket NFTs, but they were calling them digital collectibles. You know, Starbucks, what they did without actually calling it NFTs, they're just rewards programs, Reddit with their characters. They don't mention NFTs. It's about the experience and it's about solving a consumer problem. That's what's most important. And I think that's what needs to shine through across all the space to to really get that adoption. Absolutely. And any hot tips of NFTs in the bear market? I'm wearing my Moonbirds hat, so I have to shout them out. Uh, Moonbirds is a uh, PFP. Love what they're doing in terms of building the media brand in Web3. Kevin Rose is the founder. He's just a, an epic founder and entrepreneur, and I have full belief in what he's building over the Moonbird space, so one to watch out for. Absolutely. Well, uh, mate, appreciate you coming on the couch, and enjoy the rest of the event. Thanks, man. See you, mate. Back on the couch with? Sarah, CMO from Run It Wild, Web3 Development Studio. Sarah, thanks for coming on. I just recently caught you hosting the sports panel at the NFT Fest in Melbourne. So what brings you here? Well, yeah, so um, we're spruiking the AO art ball whilst we're here. But generally, I've been in the industry for a few years and I love to pay it forward. And yeah, come here to conferences and yeah, get amongst it and hear what other people are doing. Yeah, awesome. I was just talking to Benny Simpson from Collective Shift about the AO Artball project. Can you dive a little bit deeper into that project and and how you guys work with Collective Shift? Yeah, so the AO Artball project is an official project of the Australian Open. That is the Happy Slam that happens every year in January in Melbourne. And it is an NFT project that is currently 6776 artballs that are connected to live tennis. So each art ball, the NFT was connected to a plot on the court and linked to Hawkeye, 
electronic line call matching technology so that when um, a final point was played, your NFT was updated in near real time. So where did that all come from? There's a lot of tech and layers into that. Where we started with Tennis Australia was their uh, mission to become the most accessible, you know, sporting event, sports and entertainment event. And how do we extend how people are invested in the sport? It's a bit like playing games. You're getting rewarded through Axie Infinity. It's a bit like watching and consuming a lot of sport, which I'm sure you do a fair bit and getting rewarded for that and getting rewarded in lots of different ways. We're about on the precipice of launching Australian Open 23. The tournament starts on the 16th. We've got a drop, um, which we'll be announcing in the next coming days. And there'll be bags of technology baked into that. So there are many layers of what we are doing, but essentially we're hoping to engage fans deeper in the Australian Open experience, which means a bit of IRL in there as well. Absolutely. I think um, from my perspective, I'm a massive sport lover and seeing the Australian Open be one of the first adopters of NFTs was really cool. And so just seeing you guys do it again next year will be really awesome. But can you tell us a bit about what you'd learned from doing it the first time? Yeah, I, yeah, a few things. I mean, we're always we're still learning. If anyone says that they're not learning crypto, pull them apart. So I guess one of the first things we learned was, you know, we were we were hinged on a specific tournament date. So we had to make a lot of trade-offs as you do in any technology bills. And some of those trade-offs didn't sit with us as Web3 pioneers. So this year, everything that we wanted to do were and more were baking into the experience. The other aspect is uh, quite a few of us have worked at in lots of tech companies before and you know getting holder feedback uh, is essential and actually applying it so yeah spending time with our holders and actually understanding why they invested because what we intended and what the intention was isn't necessarily why people aped in they might have aped in for another reason and yeah the other thing is building our partner network so you will see a lot of collaborations this year you'll see the old gang gets back together in terms of brands that we know and love that we are partnering with. But you'll also see a stellar list of tier one brands. And I'm talking both traditional world and web three world that will bring extra audiences and extra utility and lots of innovation baked into what we're doing. So yeah, partnerships are essential and executing them and aligning on mission and values is, is even more essential. Yeah, it's a, it's a massive project, so um, I'm going to keep a keen eye out for it. Just seeing like the, the other big players here, like we've got the NRL, we've got Cricket Australia, New Zealand Rugby. I know those guys are just getting into the space right now, but seeing how that kind of develops and how they do and what they do and how they innovate in the space is going to be really exciting. So yeah, exciting times for, for everyone involved. Last question is, 10 years time, how does the general population view NFTs and blockchain technology? Yeah, I think this is an interesting one. I come back to the bigger pillar of decentralization. I'm a big believer in barracking for the little guy or gal. I'm half Filipino and I've seen Axie Infinity change people's wealth status. And I mean, not eating food to live for that week or that day, but they've actually generated a minimum wage through, I'm not going to say NFTs, but you know whether it's play to earn NFTs or what the next iteration is on the blockchain. But yeah, I'd like to see a shift in more humanity and more people stepping up in terms of their, whether it's wealth accretive or creatively, you know, being able to pick and choose the projects that they want to earn. I'd like to see a shift in more doing good on the blockchain. 
Absolutely. I would also like to see that. Yeah. You know, I was having a chat, an interesting chat with a fellow last night about it and saying that's a, like, a real utopian view. And I go, part of my job is to spruik projects and get the best out of founders. But what I've learned is that people are into decentralization as a ethos because they don't want to reverse into the problems of Web2. And I think if everyone continues on that path and remembers and you'll see bankers around and you'll see nefarious actors and you'll see shady stuff happen, but that happens everywhere. I think if you keep to the mission of what decentralization is, is trying to achieve, you know, at its core, I think we'll get to a good spot. Definitely. Yeah. In terms of Web3, I think like there's a lot of key milestones that we need to hit in order to get there. And we're not all that close yet. But projects that you're working on and projects that are involved in the NFT Fest is just like a testament to how much, how far we've come in the space. And so keeping an eye for those ones and just monitoring those over the years is going to be really exciting. And uh, yeah, I'm just incredibly excited to see where everything goes. Thanks for coming on and I'll see you around the event. Yeah, cool. Thanks for your time. Cheers. So who do we have here? Asher from Lazy Lions. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for joining us, Asher. So Lazy Lions, Aussie-based NFT project, massive project. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, this is our first Australian event. I mean, we, we were born in lockdown, right? Started in August of 2021. It's so good to just meet like other Aussies. I don't think that many people know that we're actually Aussie-based, which is a bit of a shame. Like we have to change that. So, you know, definitely expect to see us more at these, at these Aussie events. But like I mentioned, we started in August. I actually first found out about NFTs like not too long ago. It was March of 2021, February around there. And, you know, it wasn't the profile photos. What stood out for us was like the tech. I'm a, I've got a programming background and I was like, okay, holy shit. You know, you can own digital assets without the middleman anymore. Um, and it just clicked, right? Big gamer background programming. I was like, yep, got it. So dove straight in, learned the tech, started coding, messed around with like near protocol and all, all these other ones first, tried to go to gamers and we're like, Hey, let's create NFTs for you guys. A better way to engage with your brands, build brand advocates, loyalty, reward them, all these benefits. Everyone was like, I do not give a, they did not care at all. So we're like, all right. By then board apes had released and we're like, wow. Okay. Can see what's happening here. You're able to bootstrap and create a brand in this new way where it's like, it's not just the power of the team, but you've got thousands of people who are joining together and kicking it off. And we're like, okay, well, who do we, we resonate with? I mean, you know, Lions are um, my ethnic, ba- I was born and raised in Sydney. Ethnic background is Assyrian. They're, you know, used in the history quite a bit. So I always grew up with Lions and we just resonate with the archetype of a lion. And so we put it out there and, you know, a lot of other people also resonate with the archetype of the line. And we had some community values that we put up and it just, I guess the rest is sort of history from there. Mate, awesome. Um, I think a, a friend of mine put me onto Lazy Lions in the bull market last year. And uh, I don't think it actually, I didn't get one. I didn't get one, but we'll, we'll sort it out. We'll sort it out. Um, I almost lied there, but... I think the the thing for me is I didn't actually find out as an Aussie-based project until like six or so months later. So I think for me, that's what really struck home and that's why I wanted to have a chat to you so badly. But I guess what is the, the long-term plan for Lazy Lines? Yeah, sure. So from the beginning, we've always said that we're building a long-term brand. That's the first thing, right? This was never just a, you know, hey, let's just drop this, great, bull run, euphoria, and then dip. That was never the goal. We really set off 
to explore the possibilities of Web3, like, you know, and to build the world's largest Web3 community. We had that printed in with our values that we shared out to the community, like community is the project, the project's the community, the, um, you know, everyone's a king and queen. So we all treat each other with respect. We've got a bunch of these values that we shared out early on, as well as our long-term goals, which is, you know, hey, like this is a new revolution of tech that we're all going through right now. And, you know, we're all pioneering this space together and nobody really knows what it's going to turn out and be, right? But we've, we've got these guiding values, we've got this guiding purpose, and, you know, let's explore it together. And so, you know, we've attracted, I would say, like a different type of community member than most projects. It's a bit more mature, a bit more sophisticated. You know, these are, you know, past founders, execs, lawyers, doctors, heart surgeons, like li literally these are people I'm speaking to. And, um, you know, it always um, amazes me, delights me to just see what these community members are up to and how they're building and using their IP as well. And I think we're just scratching the surface of that. So, you know, we've got, like I mentioned, those guiding values and it, it seems to have resonated quite an audience since. We'll keep going. I guess we're in a bear market now and some people could say that, you know, well, a lot of the, the general public is saying crypto's dead, NFTs are dead. But just looking out at the, the NFT fest and, and how many people are here, you know, the smiling faces, everyone's excited. What would you kind of say to someone that says, you know, someone who's just getting into it and isn't sure about NFTs? Sure. I mean, the market's definitely down. The whole economy's down, right? These things happen um, with crypto, with, you know, it's cyclical as well. Like we've seen that it's got its ebbs and flows. So um, it is what it is. I would say if you're looking to get into NFTs, first off, why are you getting into NFTs? Are you coming in from a participant and, you know, you want to be part of a community and just learn? Or do you want to just be part of a community to have fun or connect with other people? Whatever that reason is, I think figure that out first. If it is to make money, you know, maybe rethink that purpose as well. And maybe not just as a trader, but if you want to come in and trade, that's totally fine as well. You know, we have traders in the, um, in the community. We have traders in the Web3 ecosystem. Like we've done a hundred million USD trading volume, right? There's some of that is going to be people trading, right? Just as purely like, hey, coming in flipping, which is totally fine. Nothing wrong with that. And we have other community members who bring it on as their digital identity, right? And really resonate with it and would never sell it, would never give it up, right? Totally fine to have that. So I would say if you're trying to participate in the market, understand that this tech is not going anywhere. As cheesy as it sounds, like Web3 is happening. It's not even the future. It's happening right now. There's no stopping that, right? Like the use case for blockchain, especially with what we've seen in 2021. I mean, you think about it for Web2 brands as a way to build brand loyalty, brand advocates, right? Like this is, that was a whole big demonstration of the value that it can bring. And it's no surprise that we're seeing so many Web2 brands enter even at this event, right? So Web3 is not going anywhere. Think about why you want to enter and just, just have fun with it. Well said, well said. Lastly, what are the main barriers for mainstream adoption for NFTs and digital collectibles? The idea that someone could buy, you know, like a donkey with a dick on its head and then you sell it for a hundred thousand dollars and they don't have to work anymore. It's, you know, I don't know if, uh, excuse the French, I guess. Or excuse the Aussie, it is what it is. <laughs> that I think is really off-putting for a lot of people for obvious reasons. And we're still overcoming that barrier. And, you know, people go and ask, you know, why is gaming so against NFTs? I had that, you know, knowledge firsthand. Like, why is everybody so against NFTs? And it is because of that negative stigma around the whole ecosystem. But I think what will happen is as we see more and more both Web3 and Web2 brands adopt this technology in a meaningful way, and we are seeing it. Now, we saw Web2 brands speak today about how they're looking at it as not a revenue generating source, but as a way to, as a new way for fandom, right? Which I think is spot on, especially for like, you know, sporting codes as well. So it's a matter of time. 
There's a lot of negativity around it, a lot of negative stigma, which is understandable, especially when you throw in what's happening with crypto and, you know, FTX and, you know, how they're all just giving it to us as well. And, you know, these bad actors, we shouldn't allow that, right? We should really be standing up because it affects everybody in the ecosystem. And, you know, these people that just come in with greed and whatever else and, you know, just ruin it for everybody, that should not be okay. And, you know, we'll see what happens with that. But overall, long term, just a matter of time before more and more people understand what the tech is actually used for. and the experiences it can bring. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, that, that learning curve and that adoption curve is, is definitely up and to the right. I'm keen to see that continue, uh, but thanks for having us on. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. If you liked it, don't forget to head over to the gram and join us at Tapping Into Crypto. And before we finish up, just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And the opinions on this podcast belong to individuals and are not affiliated with any companies mentioned. Any advice is general in nature and does not take into account your own personal situation. If you're looking to get advice, please seek out the help of a licensed financial advisor. We'll talk to you soon. 